Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we're your long-lost friends, the hosts of a podcast called 51 First Dates that you are listening to. Hi, Liza. Hi, Hello. Good morning. What's happening? I think what's happening is the elephant in the room is... (laughs) Sorry, I just remembered. Already on a tangent. I saw... (laughs) <laughs> not funny because it's really dark, but I saw like the elephant in the womb about all the abortion stuff. I saw some, some, you know, graphic designed thing because of oh Republicans and our wombs. But we don't have to yeah. start there. We do not need to start there. Um, hi, we just are back. We're back. We're going to come at you hopefully more regularly. We were dealing with many a thing, not to be cagey, but like it's not even that juicy. Just... Some sad things, some happy things, some stressful things. We're just like dealing with life and yeah. Like more life in the past three months for me at least than I've had in the past three years. Like it's just wild how sometimes that's what happens. Like, you know, again, truly not being cagey. It was a, a death in my family, a death in my partner's family, buying a house, which is amazing. Like lots of... To, uh, the fact that I'm like going to school and working and wedding and it's it a lot of it is my fault and it's just really wild how these things can happen the things that are like in your control and out of your control you know like it's it really I was talking about this with someone recently of like why does it always happen in these clusters I know you're having a similar thing too where it's just like oh my god all of a sudden like you just I've been sitting around in my apartment smoking weed and watching reality tv for two years with nothing but time and then it's like okay yeah now you have to just go a hundred percent of the time and if you slow down you get behind and you can't fuck up and you can't get sick and like that's just the way it's been so anyway that is my long spiel but yes life (laughs) yeah I don't yeah I don't have a good excuse I mean sorry yeah also a death in my family. Also busy. But like we all are feeling this, I think, with opening back up into the world. And I don't know. It's just really hard. And this isn't our full-time job. So as I heard you saying that, Liza, we just have lives. And we're so grateful that you came back if you're back. And if you left, we get it too. So appreciate you. Love you. Okay. But we're going to talk about dating today. We are back. It's going to be fun. We are going to do, you know, our consumption corner as per usual. Well, then we'll do some quickies. And then we're going to talk about secrets. Secrets. Sounds so ominous. Yeah. As I was writing it up, I was like, oh, my God. People are going to be like, what's the deep, dark secret? Like, I, I don't have any. But, you know, we're talking about basically, is it OK to have secrets in your relationship? When do you share things that you consider secret? Do you have to? What's the right time to do that? What's the right circumstance to do that? Um. Yeah. All things, what? secrets and privacy in like a, a relationship, early dating, medium dating, any stage of dating. It's yeah. so interesting to think about what 
even constitutes a secret not to be that bitch but you know like when you're in a relationship or even in an early relationship like when is it a secret and when are you just you know being private about something I don't know yeah yeah totally and it's funny like the word secret has this kind of like ominousness or not ominousness but this like mystery to it and then I was reading this article and it was like talking about like the right to privacy in a relationship which is something that you and I talk about a lot and think about it a lot, like independence, privacy, like my life, your life, and our life as three separate entities. Yeah. So we're going to talk all about those things. But first, let's do our consumption. Do you want to go first? What have you consumed, Liza? I have to think. I know I have. Okay. So I'm going to re- recommend two things. One is highbrow and one is lowbrow. So I'm going to do the lowbrow one first, but I also have to scroll to find it because it was in a text. So I'm just going to talk about it for a second. So the first one is a podcast episode that Jeff recommended to me. And Jeff is like very, very uh, thoughtful about um, like his digital life. Ooh. And um, trying to be mindful around it. And I am not at all. Like, I don't, I think I'm only like medium addicted to, I think everyone is addicted to their phone. But I think I'm medium addicted to my phone. And I take that as being like, great. I'm basically enlightened because I'm only medium addicted to my phone. But I listened to this episode of a podcast called Honestly with Barry Weiss. And it's called Your Attention Didn't Collapse, It Was Stolen. And it really got me thinking a lot about just how uh, just how differently our minds work because of addiction to technology and addiction to our phones. And um, I, okay, so Jeff listened to this first. And as he was listening to it, he purchased a product called, I think it's called a K-Safe that they talk about on this um, podcast and it is a small plastic box with a timer and it locks for a certain amount of time that you set for it and there is no override you have to saw the box in half like the company cannot override it like it's locked in there whatever you want locked in there for a certain period of time so we've both been putting our phones in there for like He's been doing it more than me. We've both been putting our phones in there for like an hour a night. And when he bought it, it was like 60 bucks. And I was like, that's the dumbest fucking 60 bucks you've ever spent. Like, you're an idiot, basically. I mean, I didn't say those words to him, but like almost. And then we've been both putting our phones in this box and locking it for about an hour every night. And the first time I did it, I was shook at how many times in that hour I was like, where's my phone? I go, oh, wait, after it's done. Oh, my God. I want to do this. Oh, my God. I got to text this person. And again, I will leave my phone in my bedroom. I'm on such a rant. I'm on such a soapbox. I'm such a grumpy grandma right now. But I'll leave my phone in my bedroom for like four hours and not think about it. So I was like, I'm not addicted to my phone. It's fine. And then you actually can't access your phone in your own home. And it's like, it was shocking how much my brain went to it. So it just has me thinking I'm trying to spend a lot of the summer like writing, working on creative projects, like doing things a little bit that require a lot of attention with a little bit more like 
um, thoughtfulness around process. And it's just this podcast really like made me think about a lot. And I really think phones are like ruining our human brains. So anyway, that's your grumpy grandma. And I also have been binging. (laughs) This is my that was my highbrow. Here's my lowbrow. I am watching last season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because they finally put it on Hulu. Erica Jane season? Yes. Oh, my fucking God. I know I'm late to the party. I know everyone's already watched it. But holy shit, it's so good. I can't stop. And also, I love Kathy Hilton, like, so much. Like, I've never loved a housewife like I love her. I know she's not an official housewife. She but is now, I believe. Is but she? she also, you know, was at Mar-a-Lago trumping around. So oh, God, really? It doesn't matter. Like, okay. she's a, an excellent housewife. I was just disappointed when I saw this photo. Yeah, that sucks. I didn't know that. I mean, but did I, we think otherwise? Though, yeah, really that's think true. It. Well, it's funny because this is like one of the episodes of last season is the 2020 election. And basically all of them are lightly alluding to the fact that they're like hoping Trump wins, like, or sorry, hoping Trump loses. Yes. And so I was like, oh, great. Like everybody hates Trump. Although, of course, you're so right. I don't even know. Yeah, (laughs) that was wishful thinking of me. But I just want to channel. I feel like she has an amazing ability to just not be affected by the shit that's going on around her. And... As much as I don't want to channel that in all aspects of my life, like what's happening in the Supreme Court right now, I would like to channel that socially. I would like to be able to be around a group of people who are fighting or feeling anxious or anything and just be like, hey, like I'm here. What's up? (laughs) I know. It's like, did you get to the martini episode yet? Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) I love. I mean, I don't think there's a martini prank that Kathy Hilton plays on her friends. I guess spoiler alert, but like absolutely not on her friends, on her friends, the housewives, her forced friends uh, and her sister, I guess. But um, they start having like one for one martini competitions where they chug a martini. And I remember watching it with Tony and he was like, oh, my God, these women. Yeah. Like they're going to die. They're going to die. And then they don't tell everybody. But they and they're like going for another one, chugging a whole martini. It was water. It's it's brilliant. Play it. So at, so I'm going to do it at your wedding, Liza. Oh yeah, Liza's getting married soon, guys. We'll have to. We'll do it. We'll do an episode around. Oh that. my god, <laughs> you're oh like kill me. I'm so I'm I'm not over it. I'm really excited for it. I just want it to be here and not leading up to it anymore. That's I'm, what I'm really I'm, consuming is like emails from people about that. Yeah, a lot of emails. Um, What uh, are you consuming? Well, first, I just wanted to touch on your phone thing. I left my phone when I was in Mexico City. I left my phone at home just racing to get ready. And I was with a bunch of friends, some of whom had Tony's number. So, again, that's so codependent. But I just – I felt like, okay, we're going out for an early dinner and then a night. Like, it was the longest night we had plans for the whole night. And it was. It was, like, at least eight hours, I feel like, that we were out. And I was like, oh, well, I'm in the Uber, left it at home. I'm not going to, that's fine. I always get some paranoia about hearing news and knowing the, if a bad thing's going to happen, which is insane, which is not how one should think about their phone. But like, that's the way bad news has been communicated to me because that's all of our situations right now. Most of us don't have like a landline. <laughs> um, and I, it was just very freeing. And I also noticed, even socially, the amount of times I went to, like, reach in my purse or check something. But it's like, yeah, if you're with friends where, like, someone could get you 
until you need to. I feel like that takes some of the anxiety out, at least for me. I did get back home to sad news about my cousin. He hadn't passed away yet, but um, it was kind of like, well, well, great for my yeah. dad. But still, what would I have done that night? You know, I could, the based on the timing of it, I wouldn't have been calling my aunt and uncle or cousin even. So, yeah, um, that's the thing is like, it feels like this, this um, thing that will like, as, as long as we can get the bad news as soon as possible, like somehow it will make it yep. less bad or something. And it doesn't, you know, it's like, yeah, this, oh my God, you really should listen to this podcast episode. I'll stop talking about it. But basically it's about this guy who like went completely non-digital for three full months. He went to Provincetown for like a full summer and had like a flip phone. And I was just like, do I want to get a flip phone? Like, probably not. But, you know. Yeah, it would be great. I struggle with Barry Weiss for reasons you can Google, but I've never listened to her podcast. I've actually met her little podcast co-producer at a bar. Um, But I, no, Liza, it's not. It's it's just a lot. It's 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 all good. This episode, though, is interesting to me. She's just quite like uh, weird vibes around – She's she's very liberal, but also sometimes not her takes around things like cancel culture and just it can sound a little more Joe Rogan. I'll, I'll just put it that way. Interesting. But I, it's okay. not it's not like you shouldn't listen to her podcast. I've never listened to it personally, but this sounds like one I will. Yeah, this is a testament okay. to your to your sharing. But yes, I yeah. really met like her her someone who works with her who used to work at the New York Times with her at a bar. He was really nice. Interesting. Yeah. We just like, he was friendly. He just struck up a conversation with us and we were like, what do you do? He's like in podcasting. And, but it wasn't like, you know, when someone's just like, I have a podcast. It was like, oh, that's really legit. So I will give it a a big old listen. And I would just like to, I think that's a great goal for me this summer as well, Liza. Just like, don't like the anxiety that is caused by phones. Oh my gosh. Or just being connected my work stuff is also on my personal phone, which is extra challenging. <laughs> I don't know. Guys, Sorry, it's going to be okay. Because of Chloe. I'm, <laughs> I'm proud of, I'm I was proud listening. of myself for no, keeping I it going. I'm so sorry. She's being extra annoying in her old age and no, extra cute all. and pathetic. Um, no, it's, yeah, it's wild. I mean, it's definitely just something that, uh, I don't know. I almost feel like it's like the next big public health crisis. Is like I, our, I think our you're attention, right. you know, and I think we're we're already seeing it. Like, says the girl who woke up and first thing she did at six thirty this morning was scroll Twitter, which is, yeah. what am I doing? What am I doing? I mean, I literally, I just was telling you this before we signed on. I lost almost a full night's sleep because I checked my email at one in the morning in bed after Jeff had fallen asleep and went on a stress spiral about an email. Yeah, a full night's sleep. And yep. why? And then I woke up in the morning and of course I reread the email and I was like, oh, this is not as big a deal as I made it. You know, when it's just like, because lying in bed right before I fell asleep, I had to let like, I was going to say work because I was going to lie and make myself seem less crazy. It was a wedding email. Yeah, <laughs> no, fuck that. I was, yeah. I was literally, I could feel the lie forming in my mouth because I was like, <laughs> everyone's going to think I'm fucking batshit. But you know, it's just like it, that. Uh, it almost proves the point more. It's like it was not something really important. It was Kevin, like, yep. I know. had a meeting get rescheduled late last night, and I was like, "What is that about?" <laughs> it's like, yeah, insane. Insane. Yeah. I woke, and it's just the nighttime. Even the nighttime without 
adult beverages or any other substances. The nighttime just makes everything so stressful. Totally. And it's nice. I really like doing it at the same time as Jeff, too. Like, I find that we've just been having more meaningful conversations. Yeah. Because also, we can't can't be having a conversation. I feel like this happens so much. We'll be having a really, like, good conversation about something – about the news or something intellectual and one of us will be like oh I want to google this like who wrote that book and then you're in your phone and then you see a text and then you see a calendar alert and it's like to have the phones away at the same time even just like we've been doing this for like five nights or something I feel like we've had more meaningful conversations in the past five nights than we have in like a while so it's just you know it's just wild the different things it affects in your life that like we don't even necessarily think about really yeah so she could I am really bad I'll say see a work email coming in I feel like I have to check it mid-conversation it's in in my relationship I try not to do it in real life with others but I do I don't know it's okay yeah Liza I'm gonna listen and then I'm gonna learn and I'm gonna buy the box and then I'm totally and even if you don't love um the Barry Weiss you could also the the guy that was interviewed um, I think his name was like Johan Hari, and he wrote a book, Stolen Focus, Why You Can't Pay Attention and How to Think Deeply Again. So you could also check out that book. No, I I'm not read, that so anti. I can't recommend. I, okay. I, like a book, Liza? No, I'm not like truly, truly. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, can't read a book. I would rather listen. I'm going to listen. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to feel the same <laughs> way, which is so the point. I haven't finished a book in so long. Part so of that long. is just, as I said, the last couple months. But, you know. Except except Casey Wilson's book, which I will just, I've definitely recommended before. That was the only book I finished in the last two years. No, there we go. Not even going to try to lie. Um, I, cool. yeah, yeah. It's hard. Reading is hard. <laughs> Reading is hard. <gasps> What else? Do you um, have any other consumption you want to? I'm going to shout out Crush, an adorable little rom-com. Super easy to watch on Hulu. Go check it out. I'm also going to say I started season two of The Flight Attendant. Oh, How is it? wait. I've already done Severance, right? Okay. Sorry. That's I'm still obsessed, even though it's over. Uh, I like I it. I still haven't Flight... watched it. I have to. Um, speaking of, I just got a... Uh, just got a Slack. Going to be transparent here, Liza. And I panicked because it was from felt important but it's all fine okay um okay so just radical transparency here leave this in oh my god i just i can't um no it's i literally like 10 minutes ago before i right before i talked about attention i got an amazon deliver i got an amazon pop-up about a package that's getting delivered today and i was like oh what did i order from it's truly like it doesn't matter i ordered some fucking paper towels from amazon i had to look at that you know so yeah and I just I just I just replied because I you know I'm so afraid of being like I'm not it is early morning here it is not my work day yet like whoo okay hi Liza thank you for letting me have that I will be better I'm listening to the podcast today during you do not have to be my walk or something (laughs) holy shit okay flight attendant is just such a unique like tone and it gives me like intrigue with being funny I I think they're so far, so it's so good um, in the second season. They're, like, maintaining. It's still interesting. It's fun. I just I just have fun watching that show. Yeah. I haven't watched the second season of that or of Russian Doll, and I'm putting those in the same category because they're, like, offbeat, mm. dark comedies with season twos that just dropped. Yeah, but I think yeah. I'm sinking – I think I'm sinking one or both of those for Honeymoon Flight. Oh, yeah. Um, 
because I need I'm gonna watch so much goddamn content this summer please DM me or email us. Here's here's the business. Yeah. Email us at 514statespod at gmail.com. You can DM us at 514statespod. Let fucking tell me what you're consuming. Gotta watch Severance. I gotta watch I gotta watch a lot of shit. So Severance is maybe the best <clears throat> thing I've seen this year. Um um TV show. Every I'm like it feels yeah. Like one of those things, you know, when you miss the the first wave of a, of something, and you're like, I have to do this. But yeah, I I can't wait. I'm very yeah, excited. No, to go down I was that late too, hole. and that I feel like silly. But then I heard people at dinner last Friday talking about it to their wait- waitress, and then I was like, I was staring at them, and they were like, Did you watch it too? And I was like, Oh my god, sorry. Yes, I loved it. <laughs> so, so funny, really cool vibes, very fun. Okay. <sighs> Okay, let's should we do our quickies wow. and then we'll take a quick break and talk about secrets. Yeah, let's do our quickies. Okay, I'll read the first one. Been dating a few months and I'm on the fence about him. We have a vacation booked in two months. Should I go or cancel? Wow, a vacation booked in two months after dating a few months. <sighs> Vacations cost money. Money is more expensive now because of inflation. <laughs> like that's really okay. Let me think about this. I think that if you're on the fence about someone, you should – why did you say yes to the vacation? I love you. I love you. But I think it's fair to – shoot. I don't know the answer here because on the fence, I wish we had more detail. Yeah. But my, my thought is if you're saying I'm on the fence about him, you may be leaning off the fence more than you were previously when you booked this vacation. The vacation is in two months. Uh, that is suggesting to me that this other person is probably like in a more serious place the way maybe you were when you booked this with them. I don't I think it's more less like should I go or cancel? I think it's maybe more like you should have a conversation about this with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny. OK, if this was if the vacation was in one month, I would say go because I think that you really if you really are on the fence about somebody like a vacation can be a really great way to answer some questions. Spending like uninterrupted time with someone really can bring out like I have both decided I was going to end relationships while on vacation with someone and also decided that someone is like really fucking awesome and like I've had things that I sus- good things about someone that I suspected confirmed on vacations with people. And I think that's like there's something you can see how someone is when they're out of their comfort zone. You can see if somebody, you know, like I think leaving your day-to-day life can also show you like, oh, maybe I'm on the fence about that person because they have a really stressful job. And when we're in the city we live in, they're distracted all the time, like the way that you and I are talking or whatever it is. Yep. So I think that it can like answer some questions, but just by shaping shaking up your routine but I also wouldn't go – if in the next two months you ever find yourself being like, nope, this is not right, I would say cancel. You don't want to like – you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're – with you know, even if it's the day before and you're going to lose money, just cancel. Because it's really unpleasant to be on vacation with someone who you know you don't want to be with for that much longer or you know you're done with or whatever. However, if you're still on the fence – if you're still like looking for answers to whether or not like this person is worth a little bit more time, I think a vacation is almost like throwing you into the deep end in a good way because you can like yeah. really get some 
some more data than you would get at home. Liza, always so wise. I realize my relationship felt like literally Sarah Winter, who we had on this podcast, I remember like asked Tony early on, like too early, not too early, because it, uh, whatever. Like we were out at a bar and she was like, when did you fall in, when did you know you were in love with her or going to fall in love? And it was our vacation before we were even officially dating. Yeah. <laughs> or like that you could, I forget what she said. And we, oh man, when did I meet him? Beginning of January. I remember it was March Madness slash St. Patrick's Day. I had never been to New Orleans and we went to New Orleans together and like, oh, he got a hotel room with a second bathroom, like a little powder room up front, which was mm, very important. But we also just had the best time and how you travel with someone. Like that's also when I feel like I started being like, oh, I feel something for him that's really different than like, you know, I mean, I'd never been in love before, so I didn't even know. But I, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think vacations are like very telling. Totally. And I also like I was on a vacation with a boyfriend who I've been dating for like a while and it was on that vacation where I was like, oh, we're not getting closer in this new experience. Mm. Like you're not opening up more. You're not different in a different location. You know, it just was one of those things where I was like, yeah, I actually think this relationship has gone as far as it's going to go. And that doesn't mean I, like, went home and broke up with him the next day. Like, I wasn't yeah. positive. But it just was one of those things where I was like, okay, maybe I thought there was more to be explored here. But I kind of am starting to realize that's not actually the case. Like, I've explored what I need to explore. And it was, like, just a slight shade of that. But, yeah, a vacation with someone can be so telling. Even with a friend. Like, we probably yeah. all experience this with friends where you go on vacation with them and it doesn't mean you love them or more or less or whatever, but you're like, okay, we don't travel well together or like being around this yeah. person 24 seven makes me feel X, Y, Z. It could be like amazing, calm, fun, silly, happy, or it could be like stressed out, like over, you know, exerted, like yeah. they like to do more stuff, like literally logistical stuff. They like to do more stuff than me. I don't want to wake up at 6 a.m. and go hiking, whatever it is. You know, it's again, so it's not real. always it's like so vicious. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to be on vacation and have a like margarita if I want one at 3 p.m. You know, if, if totally. it's activities all day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, vacations yeah. are they're like a serum, a truth serum. Yeah. Speaking of secrets, you just I like to do nothing on vacation. Like I don't yeah. really I mean, look, sometimes you go on vacation and it's like it's museums and it's that and it's culture, whatever. But if I'm going on like a chill vacation, like don't try to fucking book me on stuff. <laughs> yeah, I like to do nothing as well, even if it's like Paris nothing, which to me is just wa- like, well, you don't need a plan. Yes, we'll go to a museum. Yeah. And if you need to get a ticket, fine. But then maybe we don't go to that museum, like walking around like Walking, even eating, drinking, looking. Yes, exactly. Even yeah. if it's not like a beach vacation, I still want to do nothing in that Totally. Yeah. Surprisingly to no one, Kimmy and I travel very well together. I know. I was like, just I getting like insecure. I was like, do we, do we, do we, do I no, annoy you? we've been <laughs> on so many trips together. And yeah. like, we travel it's well always together. chill. It's it, because it's literally that. It's like maybe we make one plan a day. And yeah. outside of that, it's like eating, drinking, looking, chilling, driving, walking. Yeah, eating, drinking, looking, like, chilling, driving, walking. Yeah, it's like, Planning and that's great. T-shirt. And then we'll do a thing. We have like a dinner plan with people or whatever. Right. And it's Go like a, a dinner wedding. or a bar. Or yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> You took me to the Getty. But even that is like, and that was oh, yeah. fantastic. And like, I'm always like, how have I not been to the Getty since then? I live here. Like, it's so, oh my God. it's such a gorgeous view, gardens. Ugh. Next time I go to LA, let's go. 
Yeah, let's go. I live Carla in Black and I haven't been there yet. Like, like, what a loser! I'm a loser. <laughs> no, going to stuff in your own city is the hardest. It every is. time I read my New Yorker, sorry, I know I'm a snob, but every time I read it, like the first five pages are like these are cool cultural things going on yeah. in New York, and every time I read it, I'm like, oh my god, this city is so rich with whatever. And then it's me smoking weed on my couch, eating Westville. Like yep. the like it is yeah, like Westville, that. not like yeah. you know tables for two, not the new nope. restaurant. No fucking way. No, I want to go to my same spot. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Although it's I so was bougie and habits. I ordered Lartuzzi delivered last night. Ooh, baby, like, we'll have to get in. You know, pasta, you and I want order. it now. That sounds yeah. great. I love a pasta tonight. A pasta for comfort. Oh, it was so good. <sighs> um. Okay. The next quickie. De- 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 de. All right. Here we go. Just so goddamn over the apps. What next? Ooh, I like the way this is posed. What next? I feel like there's a concrete, like, concrete, concrete, like, acceptance that apps are not for me right now, which is really effing healthy because burnout is real. I think we need to do an episode on burnout, general burnout, dating burnout. We've yeah. definitely talked about it, but it feels, I don't know. And I, I don't ne- think we're alone, but everyone I know is feeling very burnt out. I think it's... It's a challenging time. We should also I, have Carlin on to talk about this exact thing because she's yes, she basically texted us a while ago and was like, I can't do apps anymore. Like, let's talk about it on the pod or whatever. But I just yep. I'm taking myself off all the apps. I'm done with it for now. And I was like, yeah, totally. Yeah. So we, we'll talk okay. to her about this topic. We'll do that. We're going to set that up. I mean, Liza's getting married, but we're going to we're going <laughs> to we're going to do our best to set that up ASAP. Um, and, and, and sorry, it's not I, oh, what a jerk I am. I mean, it sound like your wedding and you're busy. I plan on being very drunk next weekend is what I'm no. saying here. So I'm not going to be podcasting. Look, uh, listen. <laughs> even if I could expense my flight if we did. Just kidding, IRS. I mean, I'm not anti that. <laughs> um, no, I actually, I have got a great deal on my flight. Nobody cares. And I have Comfy Plus. So I am ooh. pumped for my flights. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, ooh. What next? I think what next is like do things you love and that's so cheesy and what who's saying what. But the whole thing about this dating this dating show, <laughs> this podcast that we always say and you're sick of us hearing is that like the dating the going on a date a week thing was an important thing for like us to explore cuz one content and two it was something I had never challenged myself to do. I needed a project. I needed to do that. I needed to think about dating differently. If you're burnt out on that, I would say do what I was doing before that is like just enjoy friendship and good times in life and like not even going to the new bar, going to the old bar. And then maybe if you are still really wanting to meet someone, challenge yourself in like a different way. So like the number on the napkin shit, you know, XOXO, grandma, girl yeah. telling you to do that. But Or going up to someone at a bar. I don't know what your age is, but I think about – how little fuck I mean I give a lot of fucks for certain things like for many things but I give way less fucks in my 30s the way everyone said I would and I would love to like kind of take that into a bar scenario like I even just like platonically chat with strangers more at bars like there's just like this guys life is so short it's felt like a very recent period of just being reminded of that for I think a lot of us life is so short the future is so uncertain like it's all the scary stuff just do it like I don't know this is not really answering your question but I think what next is just in real life stuff like yeah 
definitely asking for setups too. But I got to be honest, we're always recommending those. It's it's hard sometimes to make them work. It's very hard. Yep. And also like, I, yeah, I think that this is this falls under the exact category you just said. But like have fun. Like I think that having fun yeah. is the most attracting quality. And I say attracting and not attractive. Like I think because I mean like I think it draws people to you like a magnet. So I yep. think you should think about like what is fun. This is something Carlin and I were talking about. After my bachelorette party, she was just like, I'm just realizing, like, I want to have more fun that's just, mm-hmm. like, pure stupid fun. And I was like, Your bachelorette I was pure stupid that. fun. Yeah. Like, like I always. Yeah. Oh, stupid. <laughs> like, in the best way. Like, I was just like, I'm having fun. Whatever yeah. that means. And we've all really fallen out of, like, the habit of that during the last couple years when we've had to be a little bit, like, more separated from each other or whatever. And as you get older, I think there's less and less opportunities for that naturally. Like, I think there's more fun stuff when you're younger or whatever. But I just think that when you're having fun, everyone is, like, drawn to you because people want to be involved in – good times and good vibes and whatever and so don't do it with the intention of like this is going to suck my soulmate to me like a magnet but just do it because like if you're genuinely focusing genuinely focusing on like what is fun what lights me up what brings me joy what like ignites me yeah and then you focus on that and then you become like the best version of yourself like in general that's just gonna make you more open to other people other people more engaged with you and like that just brings I think goodness this is all this feels a little woo woo but you know what I mean like those are always the times when I have found myself meeting new people friendship wise or relationship wise yeah is when I'm like fucking vibing at a high level and being myself Yes. And you can feel it. You know what that feels like inside. Like I am someone. So, so no, too long of a story. Not even a story. I'm just thinking. No, so lately, it. Liza, I've, I've shared this with Liza. I have found myself almost like, you know, like a, a baby eye banker in New York. Like just like in terms of indulging and eating and drinking and hanging out time with friends, indulging like savoring the weekends in a way like not Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> I promise I'm 33 but just like leaning in on weekends and like letting myself do what it is that I want because it's like brought me joy and I feel like I love my job I've just been busy lately and feeling very overwhelmed during the weeks so not a healthy relationship with it but that juxtaposition has led me to be like very acutely aware of like the the joy feeling. I feel like it's in my chest. I'm touching my above boobies right now. But like it's like this. Like you're just like you feel like yourself. You're dancing around with friends or whatever it is. There's no I don't know. There's no like anxiety. And as soon as I and I so many times during grad school, especially new friends would go out and like have fun, but not all the way and like feel anxiety. And I should have just, you know, maybe taken myself home those times. Like but when you're with your friends or at a place you love or even like I don't know just like leaning all the way into the thing you're doing without being unhealthy I don't it's just like I don't maybe it's post-pandemic too just like fun have maximum fun totally yeah put fun on the vision board and like be specific too I think like list out ways you have fun you know like I, I do that sometimes I'm like what are the things that I actually find fun and this is not the things I do to stay sane, which is, as I keep saying, 
smoking weed, sitting on the couch, ordering Westville, watching regulated TV, which I also need. But it's not like, I mean, it's it's not like fun. You know what I mean? It just is like relaxing. So it's think about those things really actively and try to plan them. Like that's something that I, yeah, I really admire about Carlin too. She's like, yeah, after after that weekend, she was like, I want to do this one, more often. So, like she's been like, let's you, me and Farah have dinner in the city once a month. I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah let's do that. Like yeah. I just am bad at, do, at being like, yeah, put it on the vision board. Um, yep. Fun. Anyway, speaking of fun, let's take a fun ad break and then come back and talk about secrets. All right. Secret secrets are really fun. <laughs> Let's talk about secrets. Liza, can I, um, I feel like this is an intro to like a five paragraph essay. Can I give you my opening? Yeah. Right please. before we started recording, I asked Tony, what do you think is the worst kind of secret to keep from a partner? Like in passing, he was like drinking a coffee, walking by. He said, a secret about your family, which is I wasn't even I was like he's gonna say cheating or like but it would that I just I'm putting that out there putting it on the vision board to open our conversation interesting it's so funny because that's one of the specific prompts I was going to bring up is like okay so so broadly what we're discussing is is it okay to keep secrets from a partner and like what types of things are you ob not obligated but what's like need to know with a partner um and i so i have this i i am looking at this article from verywellmind.com called secrets in marriage and the need for privacy and it's basically yeah it it's kind of positing this is an article by sherry stritoff and again i don't know what this website is but <laughs> I do think these <laughs> very points well are really mind. good. Very well mined. So if you want your mind very well. Um, it's This This article is basically positing like you have the right to privacy in a relationship, including with your spouse, which again, like I feel like we talk about this all the time uh, about having independence in your relationship and how important it is. But then there's this, like this is something I've struggled with in my relationship too, where it's like, I don't have any like big dark secrets that I'm keeping from Jeff, but there are certainly things that like it took me years, five years, six years, a really long time to share with him because they were very vulnerable or they were about things that I like in my past that like I just don't like to talk about, but it's not anything nefarious or whatever. But there are, there are like things like that. Like I have a friend, this is a friend of a friend who had plastic surgery as like a younger person and never told and hasn't told their husband that and I was like huh like, I think that's an interesting question of that's like really is that fine it might be fine I think it doesn't that's affect privacy. him I, yeah I will say my in- initial reaction is t- total judgment of that person Th- this is just honest like what then how close could you be but also it's just your privacy it's also your body and again we can't go all the way there because that's not what this podcast is but with all of this the supreme court stuff and right to privacy even with an abortion like i i would say in a relationship you could get an abortion and that's another conversation but i would consider that your privacy like the ethics of who what you share and what level what what that relationship is but like body stuff feels like it's privacy to me more than keeping a secret do you know what I mean just because secret to me like you said earlier or you didn't say this exactly but when you were saying it has a mysterious quality it falls more on the side of bad word than good word 
when I hear secret, I hear I'm keeping something from you. And it's when I hear privacy, it's more like self-preservation. Totally. But, the, but again, abortion, way different. We won't go there, but you're like, yeah, a boob job. Well, I feel like can't, can't, you know, or whatever plastic surgery it was. Totally your own, your own decision. But not sharing that is interesting. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, because it's also like, okay, in this specific scenario, that's, I think, also about admitting something that you see as, I'm wondering if it's because there's some shame around yeah. it. And yep. is that something that you are, are you keeping things about yourself that you find to be, quote, imperfect? I'm putting in air quotes. Like, are you keeping that from your partner? And does that speak to your relationship? But that's the thing is like, I don't think a relationship with a complete lack of privacy, autonomy, and like independent selves is healthy. So it's very, it's a very hard question. And it's interesting what Tony said, because when I was thinking up these like types of secrets, I almost was like, oh, well, a secret about your family could be one that you just don't share because it doesn't really have to do with the other person unless it like so directly impacts your family relationship. You know what it, or your family dynamic. Like, but I also wouldn't want to keep anything about my family from Jeff. I wouldn't feel comfortable with it. Yeah. And it's, it was very quick and interesting. And I think I know the relationship that made him feel that way. I think like he was taking secret to me like a big thing, right? Like, so, and I, I wonder if he even meant, I wonder if I asked it the right way. But yeah, it's like, I feel like I share a lot about my family, but I'm with you, Liza. I kind of feel like that's where like you have a little more, room like if my brother had something happening in his life like would I have to tell Tony right away if he wanted me to keep it secret or even if he didn't you know um yeah I've definitely felt like I think I sometimes like it's not I just keep things a little more private about my family within my relationship or I have in the past like when my dad started dating I was like I just didn't want to face the reality of it and then I needed to vent about it so but I didn't want to like talk it all the way through you know I just was like I'll give you a grain, but like I'm kind of keeping this so I can process it first and then we can process it together. Totally, which I think is really important and really healthy. And so few people are like able to do that, you know, like I think it's I think it's super important. But then it's like, uh, yeah. So the other thing is that I think there's this big difference and a distinction that has to be drawn between privacy or secrets that affect or create problems in your relationship that like mm. have to do with the other person with things that withholding information has like a direct impact on your partner. That's I think one thing that's you have to you have to share. And this article calls out have these these things having an affair job problems keeping an addiction or substance use habits hidden yep legal problems lending money lying about how you spend money not paying bills not revealing an illness seeing friends and family secretly like those are things that may feel may be justifiable you may be you may be able to justify keeping those but actually like it can have a really big impact. And I, I feel like we can talk about financial stuff separately because part of the reason, okay, of course, the, one of the reasons I was thinking about this as an ep- episode topic is because of watching the Erica Jane season. Of, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like so many people, I think, do have really intense financial secrets. Um, mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. but all these scammer shows. A hundred percent. Or I feel like so many people have debt that they don't disclose or, yep. you know, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff like that, but it's so weird. Like even reading through this, having an, uh, this list before they got to money stuff, having an affair. Yes. I know people who have kept that secret job problems. Yes. I know people who have kept that secret, keep an addiction or substance use habits hidden. I know people whose partner have ha- have done that for many years. Like I've I've heard of all of these things. So people still yeah. do feel this like you know pull to not tell people people in their even if it's say it's it's not cheating, which right feels like the ultimate secret. When I made when right. we when we release this episode with the title secrets, that's probably the first thing that'll spring to mind. Yeah. Like there still is this thing of like, well, I'm just not going to tell my partner this thing that affects them and they'll never know and it'll be fine. And like that logic is really flawed. Like, why do we do that to begin with in these types of secrets? Why does cheating happen? (laughs) (laughs) Why can't we all reframe our relationship with relationships in so many ways? We're like being single isn't or breaking up like where we can just do the thing we need, even if it's causing someone else pain, even if it causes us pain. If you feel the need to cheat, break up first and date whoever you want. Like then maybe like, I don't know. This is so basic and not, but I'm just having this moment and it's hard for me to articulate inside my mind where I'm like, logically, what's with all the hiding? What's with all the fear? Like, yeah, you should be way more scared if you're cheating and lying about it than if you had just broken up. Like, I don't know. It's like prolonging. The, the bad moment versus also yeah. I think that so many times cheating is about like our mental our, our yeah that's true. our insecurities rather than sex like similar right. to the fact that sexual assault is m- m- more as much or more about power than it is sex yep. like I think so many times people cheat because they want to feel desirable they want to show themselves that they've like still got it they want to feel powerful they want to feel like all of these things they want to you know punish their spouse or partner you know what I mean like and also I'm sure sometimes it's just about sex but it's yeah like I just feel like there's like this non-logic to it that I I also struggle to understand (laughs) and then people lie about it Right. Like, I guess open relationships, maybe not for me, but make more sense to me than cheating in, like, a monogamous relationship because it's, like, okay, it takes the secret out, the lie out, unless, again, that's what you're getting the thrill off of. It's, like, I just wish we lived in a different kind of world. We don't. But I guess, hmm, I think what you said about a secret basically being a secret when it kind of impacts and especially harms the other person and it feels like things that don't impact or harm the other person shouldn't count as secrets. They should count as things you're keeping private. I'm trying totally. to think what I've kept secret. It took me a long time to share anything about bulimia with Tony. And I'll be quite honest. I don't know if you can hear me. His reaction was kind of like, now he's paranoid that I'm going to throw up again, you know. And But it felt like there were other things not like uh, I was about to say con- just like with eating and food or like you're always snacking or why where I was like no 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 I had to share it do you know what I mean it was but totally all things considered I don't know if that counts as a secret because I don't know yeah no it's so funny that's like exactly I feel like so many things about 
there are secrets of like womanhood you know yeah yes there are things that we're like you don't understand how much my relationship with food is a part of my life like you have no idea even though like I am marrying someone who also has had massive weight struggles and I think like experienced body dysmorphia and like like things that you know men have this problem too oh yeah but he it is not baked into his brain and his self-worth in the same way that I it, I'm not saying it's completely divorced from his self-worth it certainly is everyone yeah. is a victim of this but that was something that I almost feel like I had to sort of reveal in layers over the years of like I don't think you really understand how fucked up my thinking is about this yeah like it went from like my eating stuff to like using the actual word which is mm-hmm. scary to like this these are the details and it wasn't as bad as this but this is what it was yeah the layers yeah. is very so how when do you share a quote-unquote secret yeah I mean I think that it's like if you decide that it's time or you want to like I think you share it when you want to yeah and I think that wanting to is all about trust and it can take there are certainly things I didn't share with Jeff until we've been together for five years or you know like I think it's trust is a really weird complicated like hard to quantify thing but I think I've had moments with different like secrets that I feel that I've held where I've been like okay I think I'm ready to tell you this now and again none of this is like I killed a man and nobody knows none of this is like wildly life-changing shit it's just stuff that I was holding privately because I didn't want it to be I didn't feel comfortable sharing it yet yeah yeah, you have to feel comfortable. It has to be, you have to be like selfish in sharing secrets. Don't share something because someone's asking you in a certain way or or just genuinely because you feel like, oh, I should. You have to be ready. You have yeah. to want to. It's a really and I think point. you also sort of have to know how it will be received, which I think is how trust is. Yeah. Like you, you know, you wouldn't tell Tony secrets about, you know, you wouldn't have shared that with him about disordered eating without knowing that he would respond to it empathetically with warmth and with care mostly no I'm just kidding (laughs) but you know what I mean like yeah I think you share something when when that's what I felt I've been like I feel almost positive about how you're going to respond to this thing that I feel some shame around or I feel that I haven't been ready to share and so knowing that knowing you well enough to feel like I know exactly how you're going to respond or pretty close like that, I think, is sort of what trust feels like to me. Yeah. is like, I know you're not going to use this against me. I know you're not going to yep. be flippant in your response or be dismissive or be like, eh, can we talk about this later? I'm busy. Whatever it is, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. So I think that's a really important thing. And then also in this article, again, very well mined. I don't know. Very I, well mined. I not really me. like this. So I'm like. No, it's a good uh, article. I didn't read it. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just Now like, that I'm looking at it. But yeah. yeah, Liza made the outline today. God bless her soul. Um, but this is something I think is important to think about too. This this our author calls out poor times to share a secret, which I think is also yeah. useful. At bedtime, during periods of grumpiness. Hello, I feel seen. If either <laughs> oh of God. you is Periods drunk. of grumpiness. I'm sorry. That's really a phrase I'm going to take with me my, the rest of my life. Literally. But also it's hard to catch me between periods of grumpiness. There's about 20 minutes a day where I'm between periods of grumpiness. 
Um, if either of you is drunk, when either of you is in a stressful situation, when either of you is tired or ill, when you are or your spouse are angry, when you when your spouse is already dealing with bad news. And I think that this is important, too, because like it it can be like I feel like I've also can imagine a scenario where I would share something that I thought was private, like almost punitively, where I'm like, oh, well, yeah. you what you don't know about me is this like to My win bulimia. an argument. Yes. A hundred percent. And that's, I think, also something to think about is like you have to understand the impact it's going to have on the other person to like ask them to hold something for you that's that feels heavy, heavy or private or whatever it is. Yeah. And it yeah, it needs to be. Yes, you can have like expectations of I think this is how but you can't I guess like oh, I feel badly saying this because but you can't like burden someone either. Like you have to have realistic expectations. You can expect that they'll take the news and be kind about it or whatever your partner is like what you said about like being caring but you can't expect them to like fix things I guess like especially I'm thinking of the family secret thing again if something like really dark was happening and you found out and I think I was just watching something oh a tv show something I forget but something dark you found out something insane oh I was watching that uh, life and Beth show like a secret about a parent's affair or something like you might really want someone you can trust in that but I don't think you can expect them to solve it for you yeah totally the other thing I wanted to briefly touch on because like this is something as I was kind of googling around for this episode something that came up was an article in BBC about what they're calling financial infidelity and They just have these stats that I think is interesting. As many as one in three couples deal with financial infidelity in the U.S. alone. Other surveys suggest the practice is getting more common common with each passing year. The effects can be devastating. A 2018 study showed 76% of married couples involved in financial infidelity say the experience negatively impacted their relationship and 10% got divorced over it. Like, the reason I feel like it's important to separate this is that I know so many couples who this is a thing for. Yeah. And Eric is, and Jane and Tom and Girardi. Eric Jane. <laughs> I'm just kidding. How did you and Jeff navigate the initial stages of, because this is so like what we honestly tell you all in early dating to kind of like deprioritize, though if you find a rich daddy, I would say go for it. Um, no, <laughs> like, but genuinely, like really rich, like you don't have to worry about anything like, mm, but then maybe you do because Erica Jane. So like, how did you navigate the initial stages of starting to share? I'm a little shameless because like, of the career paths you and I chose for a while there. Yeah. Like not a ton of normal savings. <laughs> so yeah. different 100%. Track. And also like even, you know, so it, our relationship was interesting. So Jeff and I have been together for eight years. By the first, I would say four years, he was making, eh, no, that's like the first three years, I was making like garbage money and racking up credit card debt left and right and my finances were in shambles and then I started making a amount of money that was like respectable for a person my age which was nice and paid off my credit card debt I was honest with him about all of this and he was a big factor in helping me navigate that he was the person to be like learn a hard skill you'll make more money from the get-go which is why I learned how to you know like how to edit like these were things where he he was like, let's make a plan for paying off your credit card debt. You need to do that. And like we need, you know, he was the one who really coached me through that. It did put a strain on our relationship because there was a lot of times where he'd be like, let's go out to dinner. And I was like, I can't go out to dinner unless you pay for it because 
of like the financial planning that you're having me do. And he would be like, oh, like I'm annoyed about this, but also if I know it's unfair for me to be annoyed about this, but I want to be able to just enjoy things normally with you. And he's like, you know, he was, he treated me to way more things than I treated him to, but it also was like, we weren't living together at that point and whatever. And I didn't, neither of us felt good about like anything fun we were doing having to be paid for by him. Yep. It just doesn't feel good, you know? Yeah, totally. And then after a while, we got to the point where I was, you know, this is a whole long thing. I won't go into this as deeply. It is very, very difficult, but like everything else, it requires a lot of communication. And I'm really lucky that he communicates as well as he does because otherwise I can see us having financial resentments that would have really been a problem. Yeah. Um, And he has, we have both had moments of being like, like in the last two years, because so then I was making like pretty good money with my editing job for a bunch of years. And then I lost all my work due to COVID. And then we combined our finances like during that year. (laughs) And it was tough, but we had to have a lot. So, so we've been on like a way stricter budget because we also knew we wanted to buy a house and we were getting married and there's a lot of expenses. So we've been yep. really careful about our finances in the last few years. And I've been making less money. I'm going to school, all this stuff. There are so many places where resentments could build up. But I think the most important thing is like communicate about everything. And if you're feeling frustrated with the other person's financial situation, it is helpful to talk about it rather than to hold it. That is not a secret you should hold. If you're like, your financial situation is impacting me in this way and I'm finding Mm -hmm. it frustrating, even though I know that's a little unfair. Those conversations have been really, really helpful as long as you can kind of like make them not angry, not punitive and not part of a fight. Um, But the other thing that I think is really important is to, oh my God, I had such an important piece of advice and then it just flew out of my stupid brain. Your brain is beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but my other thing is just to um, kind of like, understand when you do combine finances like that your goals are intertwined um and and like that's been important too I think in everything yeah that we're working towards something together and we're contributing in the ways we're contributing um but yeah it's really hard it's it just requires like a lot of talking oh and also for like all women I need to be better at this I just for everyone but I just don't think you should ever not have like a deep knowledge of your financial situation if you are sharing your finances with someone like I think you have to make sure you have the logins to everything you know where all the money is you know how it's working and this is not to say like that person's gonna lie to you or whatever although they might but what if something terrible happens or what if they're incapacitated in some way like it's just I've been really trying to be better about this because Jeff is smarter about finances than I am and that is gendered but in our case it just happens to be true I am making I've made a lot of progress in the last five years around like knowledge about finances but he had that like he was taught that as a younger person Mm -hmm. I wasn't so I am I've grown a lot but I still definitely have the tendency to be like I don't know Jeff can you figure this out and like that's something I'm trying to not do anymore because I want to have like a thorough understanding of finances (laughs) it's hard on finances again like if someone's keeping secrets about money it might be that it might be so shocking down the line because they're keeping a secret for a reason it's it's money oh man money is money sucks I I will say even when my mom died my parents had been married for their whole lives basically like the complications of even like my mom's car I now have here in LA even just registering it here because both of their names were on the deed like everything getting intertwined my dad's advice he's like if you get married 
I think, you know, keep actually more things separate than you think. It's a wild statement, but like just the unwinding of things, God forbid anything happens, is crazy. Just when you yeah. like go into, like, obviously you can't do that for everything, but just being really clear, I don't know. And like asking each other about debt, like maybe it just feels okay because, again, I'm newly, well, two years out of school and I am dating someone who also um, was in school and has student debt grad school debt um it's just good to know right like even if that's not the worst debt to have like just where are you at and we can leave this I mean I personally have to hop soon even like go on forever so I will share this it's like kind of exciting kind of freaky but I for the first time tried on some rings Liza oh this is huge really we're being silly like very like not pretty woman moment but we were in Beverly Hills like let's like go in the big stores and just like yeah fuck around and find out like they let you they're to be honest if you're just curious about rings go into a store they're very they do not they don't want you to buy that day so they'll just like we went into Tiffany and Cartier to literally be like what's this like you know yes, not that that's where I would ever come from but it was really okay so that's fun. I was resisting it for a long time, but it was honestly. And then you get a cocktail afterwards, and it's like cool. I you should yes, do it like these people girlfriend. fucking liquor you up every time. <laughs> even still, we just went to pick up our wedding bands, and they were like, "You want a champagne? You want a whiskey? You want a stay? You want a second one?" <laughs> I was like, "We spent all the money we're gonna spend here." <laughs> it's great. No, it's like you a, get free I, drinks honestly, when you look at rings. No one told me go with a friend. Like unless I don't. It, for me, it was for some reason it like took some like angst I have, and also made it just like it's just a fucking ring. Like, the marriage itself Doesn't is matter. important. Like, all totally. the stuff people get. I don't know. But in all that, I was just, you know, dollars come out and I am come up. And, like, that's a really fucking weird conversation of, like, because I don't care enough. But I also want the diamond to be pretty. Yeah. Like, but it's then it's, crazy. like, what's actually realistic for you? And, like, I don't know. So, well, there's a tease. Like, I don't, I don't, nothing is happening anytime soon in my life. It was just, like, a fun first. That's I, awesome. I, it's it, very fun. It took the, the fear I have around, like, the seriousness of, like, relationships out. Because it was like, it's a fucking ring. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's also, yeah. But but the conversations, like, we, so many of us were raised, like, not to talk about money, not to whatever. I, my credit card debt, which got kind of substantial for, like, like I said, for, like, two or three years, I was in pretty substantial credit card debt just because I wasn't making enough to live in New York City and I was living in New York City. And... I kept it a secret that that was a secret I kept for a while and then I slowly sort of revealed I because I knew also that Jeff would see, I thought that Jeff would see me differently and he kind of did but he yeah you know he was like oh I thought you were a little bit more responsible than about money than maybe you are so let's work on it together but you know what I mean so like yep as much as you can think these things are yeah I would just say try not to keep secrets about financial yeah stuff yeah that was like my example of like really opening it up again even though I'm pretty clear like yeah no secrets guys we could do another episode on secrets and we will well also next time well we may be back right leading up to Liza's wedding um but we love you thank you for being patient with us Liza go go on a date When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. 
Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.